Hello and welcome back. Trady Business School, the podcast where we have real conversations and have some great fun conversations around, I've said that twice, great fun conversations, real conversations. We have we share tips, we share tricks on how you can run your trades or general contracting business more easily, enjoyably and profitably. We're going to have a chat today about five tips to a website that converts. And I am joined by my co-host, Adam Spencer. How are you today? I'm very well, Miranda. What an intro that was. I know. I, I was a cracker and I, I've learned to I've learned to just keep rolling these days. I trip over my words, have a good laugh. Um, none of us is perfect. In fact, I will always say we are all flawsome. So there we go. You well, you now have it on a recording forevermore how flawsome I am. And yes. I trip over my words. So <laughs> Today, I love this topic, websites. Um, so many tradies are amazing at their trade, craftsmen, you know, through and through, mm. but they're rubbish. their websites are rubbish. Honestly, it's the <gasps> last on their list. I'm Miranda. Just, I know, I know. I've, I've just annoyed a whole lot of Pe- people. People have just, people have crashed into things on the side mm-hmm. of the road. People yep. are going to be crying themselves to sleep now. Oh, my yep. God. The websites are... Uh, leave a lot to be desired. It's the last on the list because let's face it, you're busy. You're really busy. And in many cases, you've got more work than you can really cope with right now anyway. Often finding it hard to hire people as we've talked about in previous episodes. So the website's the last on the list. It's like, I don't need leads. So I don't need uh, a website. So we're going to have a chat today about some of the ways in which you can build a website that converts because the day will come that you do want uh, a website to be bringing in leads. And I would say that that day is now anyway, because mm. if you've got more work than you can deal with, then niching down, mm. narrowing down uh, who you're saying yes to is a smart move. So today we're going to have a chat about mm. why having a rubbish website is terrible for business and what you can do about it. Mm. I think it's important, like in a, in a couple of levels, like we we did a, a podcast recently about it, not not just being about business, but about building your culture and Websites are so much more than they used to be now. We the, the the world is so digitally driven. Websites are available on our phone in our pocket, you know. So the 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 uh, I guess analysis and energy that you put into it needs to be treated in a way that it has value, you know, because previously it's just like, ah, oh, I mean, I think we went through this period of time where they were kind of just like online brochures, you know, these are what we do, you know, hey, this is who we are. But now they're, they're very much a tool and there's so much you can do with a website to build audiences, build followings, you know, create email lists, all of those sorts of things. But the branding side of thing, I think, is probably what you're going to touch on more today and just understand the importance behind that. Am I yeah. correct? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to all, all sorts of things. I'm sure you had some gems to add, uh, Adam. Mm. You know, Gone are the days of your website being, as you said, Adam, a, a glossy brochure. And heaven mm. forbid, remember the days of the carousel images where you'd click and there was that big carousel of images across the front. Oh, Miranda, yeah. you're showing you're showing that you're not twenty one. I'm not twenty. You look twenty one, but you <laughs> you you that, those sorts of statements make you sound very old. I know, I know, I know. You heard it here first. I'm not twenty one. Not twenty one. Mm. So, yeah, or there, there are many, many different trends in websites. And 
the latest, you know, the trend is people now will always search for you before calling, really. This is the first mm. thing people will do is they're going to search and look at your website. And if your website looks like it was from 1980, mm. it's got cobwebs across it mm. and it loads slowly, mm. it's got old images, it, it's just old-fashioned looking and, and mm. horrible fonts. I mean, heaven forbid those. Remember the websites people would do themselves and they'd put things like Comic Sans as the font on their website mm. and, mm. oh, dear. People um, still people still do their own. There's a lot of do-your-own ones. Yeah. Mind you, they are high quality these days. There's some very good plug-and-play ones there templated. Are. There are. And I, I believe it's it's it, you, you get what you pay for and you think about it for a moment. If you were to... Uh, if you needed to hire a trade to come and plumb in your house or build something or or do you know build a pergola or do a reno, would you hire the one with the shitty website or the one that uh, had no qualifications or the one that was the cheapest and mm. the most shoddy job? Would you hire that trade for your business? So mm. website building is like a trade. Like you want somebody that knows what they're doing. They did. They're not just making it up. You can build them yourself. So for those mm. of you, there, there are some great drag and drop templates. You can do it yourself. And I think in many cases, if you've chosen a really modern template, you've got some things in there that's probably better than nothing. And there's a few tips that I'm going to go through today that whether you're building it yourself or you're paying somebody, uh, entirely your choice, I would encourage you to find a good agency that can build it for you to make sure it functions well, because it has mm. to function. It can't just look pretty. It has to function. Uh, then to do that. However, the things that we're going to talk about today, I've got five tips. Uh, you can, by all means, uh, do those if you're building it yourself as well. So you think about it for a moment. People always search before calling you. And when they land on your website, you've got about three to five seconds before they click away. That's mm. all you've got. So you've got to uh, hook them. Like imagine mm. there are fish swimming past that bait. You've got to have the right bait and you've got to hook them. Mm. within three to five seconds or they click away and they will not come back. So two questions. Why do they check your website first mm -hmm. and why have you got that shorter time to hook them? Uh, three questions. How do you do it? How do you hook oh, them? Yeah, I have to remember the three questions now. So the first question was, what was the first question? <laughs> <laughs> the, the first question is, why do they check your online presence first? I don't exactly know. Now, mm. I'll stick with me here. So, oh, really, Miranda? Um, stick with me. It's people, it's the digital age. Yeah. we. It is the digital era where everything is online. So they want mm. to validate and, and see that you have some authority, that you know what you're doing, yeah. that you are an existing business. It is It is a, in, in a way to, to see whether or not you are credible, mm. whether you know what you're doing. And so it's your image right? Mm. It's your image. Same. It, it is that. And so they will go. And so it is same as if you were to walk past in the old days of bricks and mortar stores, remember bricks and mortar stores and people would walk mm. past if, if it's got some derelict, dusty, old, um, you're really out of date dis display with those old 1960s mannequins in the window, um, dust, you know, the old sign, the, the, the front You've door. You just ruined my whole marketing strategy, Miranda. If 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 you if your business looks like that, you know, do you do do you go in, or do you yeah. go to the shop down the road that looks like it's actually paid some love, care, and attention to uh, their shop front? Do you even well, think a, through the door? I think a really good example of that right now is something um, I see all the time: is service stations, petrol stations. Yeah, like 
the amount of times I'll drive past the derelict service station to go into like a, a really well lit, really bright, you know, nice, because it's about the experience. So many yeah. people want a good experience, you know. Well, the and it's, better, you know, that, what was that? Sorry, isn't the petrol better? It's cleaner in the tanks when the petrol's nicer. When this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And nicer. those derelict servos, they water their fuel down with ethanol. Yeah, you can already begin to hear some of these these crazy. We're joking about it. However, play this out for a moment. In mm. that we're we're kind of joking about. Well, the, the petrol in the ground must be worse because above ground, the the what the what the amenities, what the surface and face of the service station looks like, right? Yeah. And and so to go to you know, this this translate that into your trades business. If your website looks derelict. Does that mm. mean that you are uh, worse or, or any less of a, of a tradesman? You might be bloody good at what you do. Yeah. But if your website is derelict, what assumption do you think they're making? Mm. So do you want to leave that to chance where you've really got to convince them that, hey, I've, I've been around for, you know, 30 years and I, I know my stuff better than some of these you know, these, 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 <laughs> these newbies, these new youths yeah. out there on the circuit? Um you don't want to leave it to chance. So this is this is no. something that is worth listening to. You don't want yeah. people to to be making those assumptions. So it by all it matters. It matters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like it's like food, right? You you consume food first with your eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then like if if you get a, a plate of food come out and it looks terrible, then you you know it. I mean, the amount of times you put it in, you know, you'll take a, a, a fork or a spoon and you, you'll taste it and you'll be like, oh, okay, it tastes all right. Thank Christ for that because mm. it looked disgusting, you mm. know. And But the thing is people are, are online looking and they're going, I mean, the amount of times I've judged a place to eat based on its social media, mm. you know, I think it's the same for service-based businesses as well. Like, you, you know, the amount of times you look and you're like, oh, I just, I can't come at going to the, I can't even call them, you know, because it just, they look dreadful. Yeah. And and people are judging, right? <laughs> oh, they are. Absolutely. And, and that leads to, I think, the second question you asked me, Adam, which was why do you need to hook them? So you've got three to five seconds. This is uh, the human being, the attention span. It is like, excuse me, when you're reading a newspaper, the headline's got to hook you within a few seconds or you, mm. or you scroll past it. We are effectively marketing to zombies these days. Mm, and, we are goldfish. Yeah, and you've got to you've got to hook them very very quickly. It is very yeah. very important. Um, and there's been studies of this. Yeah, I, I worked for years in uh, as in copy, and I worked for some big um, some big web developers that did big. Mm. We, you know, I did website building for you know Macquarie University in Sydney and some of these big ones. We're talking thirty thousand pages of content wow. and sorting information and things like that. And and it's the 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 design of websites is very very important. You know, you, you might have heard the term user experience. Like if you ever hear the word mm. user, they're talking about the person that's clicking around on the website. Or UX, UX, UX user those. experience. Yep. And there's there's uh, there's huge research into this. So I'm not going to go into the research. Just believe me. You've got three to five seconds, and just this is go on, right? Just believe her because she tells you to. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly. So let's jump into the five tips, Adam. Um, let's do it because I'm sure we can unpack each either of these. Now, the first one is the most important, and this happens before you do your website. So the first one is to know your ideal client. This is where marketing strategy comes into play. Mm-hmm. 
just think about it. Let's use the shop front analogy again. If you've got anything, anything in your shop front, and you might be shopping for a particular, I don't know. Let's just say you, you, you're, you're selling, um, you're selling um, the highest quality high vis and workwear for tradies, right? That's mm. your, that's your shop front, and and that's that's who your ideal client is. And then you go on and put on um, a range of women's wear, and you put some you know, kids' toys, and, mm. and and there's a little bit of a in the corner there might be a bit of a high or a work boot or something like that you're not targeting you're not speaking to your ideal client your ideal mm. client is the the trading wanting some work, good quality workwear and hivers maybe even australian made but if you've yeah. got all the other stuff in the window in the shop front do you think they're going to enter so you must treat your website like that so mm. know your ideal client and sit down and you might have heard it called your avatar or in some areas uh it's called a persona user personas is another fancy way but ultimately it's you jumping into yes the demographics but that's a very small part Mm. very small part of the demographics it's you jumping into the psychology of who your client is yes Mm. what age are they what do they want you want to tap into what their wants and aspirations are what their fears and frustrations Mm. are what keeps them up at night what what's the problem that needs solving yeah and do they know they have the problem Mm. so In many cases, I'll see websites trying to solve problems for clients that don't yet know they have the problem, Mm. right? So you've got to think, do they know or or do they even know that what you're offering is the solution? They may know that they have the problem, but they don't know what the solution is. So if Mm. you just market a solution to them, they're not looking because they don't know. Mm. You have to know where they sit and and what problem they're wanting to solve, how aware they are of the problem. Yeah, that's right. And... So knowing your ideal client is critical. Now, at this stage, once you've got, um, we've got a tool we use called, funnily enough, the My Ideal Client within our program, and I recommend clients uh, spend six to eight hours filling this out. And I have not yet had a client fill this out and show it to me where we couldn't go deeper. But I don't have the time to do that, Miranda. That's another podcast. (laughs) Oh, it is. It is. It is. So The problem is, right, is that, you you don't have the reason you don't have the time is because you haven't done this. That's totally. the irony of it. That is the irony. And and mm. let's and I'll say this. In fact, I said this to clients. We went through the, the my ideal client recently within in one of our internal group coaching sessions, and I I recommended that every client take a they've got a notebook or you've all got a smartphone with a notes app in it. When you talk to clients, you can all think of a client right now that if you could replicate that client in your business that life would be a whole lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? How many times have we said if we could have 100 clients like that one? It'd totally. Be exactly. So start noticing that client and when you're interacting with them, write down what you observe. Mm. And so we've all got five seconds here and there, 10 seconds here and there, a minute or two between jobs. Just jot down what did they say to you in exactly their language? What do you notice about them? What fears or problems did they speak to? What language did they use? Start observing them. Mm. And you can do this in many, many micro moments throughout the next weeks and build up a profile of your ideal client. And this yep. is pivotal because whether you choose to build your website yourself or you choose to outsource it, you use this document. Yeah, there's nothing better than knowing your client better than they know themselves, right? Yes, absolutely, exactly. Mm. So the second tip, once you know your ideal client, here's another tip, is to use real pictures. Use use real pictures. You know, gone are the days of the stock photo, Mm. Um, and you can get some really good quality stock photos. Occasionally, I will say probably you could maybe get away with 10 to 20% of stock photos here and there depending on what you're doing. 
The ideal, though, is to use real photos. So take Mm. photos on site, get some good quality ones, take photos of your team, take photos of jobs and clients, take photos of your team in nice shiny uniform, of your nice clean utes and trucks, of all of those things, your job sites, take photos of them and use those Mm. on your website. People want real. They want real more than they want polished and false. Yeah, yeah. Authenticity is is a new currency, I think. That oh, it totally important. is. Yeah, and to be authentic, you must know who you are as a person. That's individual and th- and uh, authenticity is knowing your values and what you stand for, and connecting and and living and breathing those. As mm. a business, apply that to business. Knowing your values, knowing and having your business and showcasing your values through mm. uh, through your photos and your imagery will bring those to life. Mm. So having those real photos is number two. Number three, this is one near and dear to my heart, invest in good copy. Copy being the words that are written. So if yeah. you go, what's copy, copywriting? It's the words written on your website. Oh, seen some doozies where, you know, clients go and they go, oh, I'm going to go and spend 5K and getting this fancy website done. And then I look at it and I go, who wrote the copy? The old, oh, or, I did. Or, or they've left the stock one in there, the Lorem Ipsum. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh, yeah, I know. The Lauren, it's the, the, exactly the copy. Hot, but, oh, my goodness, don't write it yourself. Unless you know that you're half decent at writing, please don't write it yourself. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, please, at the minimum, make sure you run it through um, some kind of grammar checker. There's online <laughs> grammar checkers online and things that can help you write your systems. Like there's things like Grammarly. There's things like Hemingway app, which are free tools, or you can get yep. very cheap paid versions, which will help you with your grammar, but don't then, if you go to, okay, well, you know, it's been recommended that I go and invest in somebody to write the copy for my website. Mm. Don't go and hire the cheapest paper word writer. You get what you pay for. The well, and, like- and you don't want to be hired. You don't want to be getting hired because you're the cheapest. So don't be buying your, your trades and your professions yeah. by the, by the same method. Absolutely. And the words Absolutely. on the page are more important than the fancy images and mm-hmm. all of the, the the stuff on the site. The words on the page are what are, is going to convince somebody to make contact with you, yeah. a prospect or a lead or a prospective hire. You've got to speak to your ideal client in the language. And, and you know, writing's a craft, the same as your trade is a craft. So get it, get it written well. Hire somebody that can do it for you or write it yourself and get it checked. And write in real language. Please write in real language. Drop the jargon. It's got to pass the mum test. If your <laughs> mum can't understand it, what it is that you're talking about, then it yeah. hasn't passed the mum test and you need to, um, well, I'm just going to risk. Yeah, you got to dumb it down. You really do. Dumb you gotta, it and down, that's, that's not saying mums are dumb because I'm a mum and I'm not dumb, right? But yeah. you've got to dumb it Simplify down. it. Simplify it. Simplify it. For the lay person, not the lay man or the lay woman, the lay person. Oh, I know. You're getting all correct and I'm saying dumb it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to. So really think about the words on the page. They are, I would say, more important than the platform that they're built on. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, the Number four? Make it mobile friendly. Think about it. When was the last time? How often, Adam, do you look at websites on the your computer versus your mobile? Oh, hardly ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they particularly like when I'm researching, like most of it's on the phone, on the fly, when I'm on the road. Yeah. 
totally. So you think about it, people are busy, you're busy, make it mobile friendly. There is zero excuse for a website not to be mobile friendly, mobile responsive, all of those things. So test it. And if you're paying someone to do your website, go and open it up on an iPad, go and open it up on a computer, a phone, get it opened on Apple versus Android, get it tested and make sure that you click through the screens and stuff doesn't hop over things. The last thing you need is a drop-down menu going across your phone number or people not to be able to scroll through your site. There is there is no yep. excuse for it not to be mobile-friendly. And I think the thing is with, on that point, you've got to start with the end in mind. What is the purpose of the website, right? It's to drive clients. It's to get people into your world. And if you're doing, if your website does things like that on the phone, makes it really hard for them to connect with you, then guess what? They're probably not going to connect. Oh, totally. I, I love that. You've, this leads into the next point is uh, the last point. Number five is to make contacting you easy. So think about every page that you're on the site. Don't only have your phone number on the bottom where people have got to scroll to the bottom and click on a contact us and then look at some tiny little mm. number. You want it on the top of every single page. In fact, I would say your phone number is more important than your logo. I see so many websites putting yeah. their logo up front, you know, like I've got to showcase my logo. It's like, just calm the ego, make your logo small and make the phone number big. The function of your website is so that they can get in contact with you. They don't care about your logo as much as they care about being able to find the phone number easily. Yep, yep. The other thing I'll add to the make contact easy is think about what you want them to do next on every page. At the bottom of every page, if they're a scroller, you want to send them somewhere next. So at the bottom of that page, you might go, hey, um, they might have read the homepage. So would you like to see some more jobs that we've done and put a button to the gallery or images of the jobs you've done? And then at the end of the jobs you've done, great. You know, you, do you want to book in with us? And then you have a button that takes them to the book page, uh, mm-hmm. the, book page the book with us page or a contact page. Think about the flow and what you want them to do all the way through the website. Explain what's going to happen next. So if you've got a form that pops up that says contact us here, make an inquiry, put some words on there that say what's going to happen next. Like, thanks, um, you know, this is going to arrive in our inbox. We're going to read it and you can expect a reply within um, 24 hours, 24 business Mm -hmm. hours. We'll get back to you with three the next steps on what will happen. Or you can expect a call within eight hours or a, you know, one business day, let them know what to expect next. Too many people have those forms that mm. you, you just don't even know when you fill it out if it's actually going to go anywhere. I think they're amazing points, Miranda. Um, it's so it's so such a vital tool in the toolbox these days, the website. So um, I, I know it's going to be hard for a lot of people to come at that um, because it is like down the priority list for a lot of people. But I think there are some simple solutions out there and some basic fundamentals that you've touched on to, to make that process quite simple and easy. It doesn't need to be a multi-page website. You've just got to have those fundamentals right to begin with, and then you can build out from there. Totally. For those of you that have too many, too many, uh, too much business at the moment, this is a way that you can begin to start refining down who you say yes to. For those mm. of you that have um, hiring issues, this is a way that you can attract and have position yourself as well because prospective hires will look at your website as well. So for those of you that are saying, well, I've got too much business and my website's the last on my list, I think I think now's the time to 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 change the game on that one yeah. and start, start doing that. So that's it. That's the five tips on how to build a website that converts. Amazing. 
and uh, we'll we'll leave it for them, uh, leave it for now. Thank you so much for joining. I will add at the end uh, if uh, for those of you that are listening and haven't joined our free Facebook group, Tradies and General Contractors Global, please jump on over there. We uh, do free trainings and we offer there's some free tools and things in there, and you get to connect with a community of other trades and ask questions as well. So jump on over there on Facebook. And other than that, thanks for listening. Amazing. All right. Bye for now. Thank you.